Welcome to Caldwell Medicine Review, episode 54. For March 10th, no. For April 10th, 2017. The only podcast in the world that tries to take you back, back another month. Because... Well, this is impromptu. So because... I don't have a show prepared for this month, April 10th. I don't think I would have done a show April, March 10th. March 10th was on a Friday, and Caldwell Madison Review is live Mondays and Thursdays, 8 o'clock Central Time, and we are live now. You can call in 602-753-3005, I can't open up my chat. I guess I need to update Flash. This song is Professor Umlauts by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. You can check out his site for royalty-free music and graph paper. What was my original one? My original open was supposed to be Caldwell Medicine Review, the only podcast in the world whose host is frantically a- arranging bookmarks during his intro. I didn't think I was going to do a live show tonight. I mentioned on the last episode that I might miss it, but I have enough time, so I'm going to do it anyway. I'm gonna kind of wing it. Big news for me, of course, is still the uh, Trump's actions on Syria, and there's some other headlines too. Regarding Russia and China making some moves. Flexing their muscles. Things like that. Things a lot of people don't care to hear, such as uh, shootings. There's another school of shooting now. San Bernardino. I'm guessing this is the same one with the uh, terrorist attack at the workplace. So on KTLA.com, KTLA5, I have article San Bernardino School shooting, man kills wife, then himself. One of two students wounded has died. So this happened in a high school, somebody walked in. I don't think a lot of details have been released yet, uh, given that this man and his wife are now both dead. I don't know how much will come out, and I'm sure the 
families of both will both will ask uh, ask for privacy here. But I'll read a little bit from this article. After being admitted onto campus of North Park Elementary School in San Bernardino, a 53-year-old Riverside man went to his estranged wife's special education classroom and opened fire Monday, fatally shooting her and striking two students before killing himself, police said. One of the students, eight-year-old boy named Jonathan Martinez, died after being rushed to the hospital. Teacher was identified as Karen Elaine Smith, 53. Her husband was identified as Cedric Anderson of Riverside, also 53. It says, without saying anything, Anderson quickly opened fire with a large caliber revolver, killing Smith and striking two students who were standing behind her, according to San Bernardino Police Department Chief Jared uh, Berguan, possibly. He reloaded at least once. So there's 15 students, it looks like, in the special education classroom, and two adult aides. Now, the story doesn't get into detail how the two students were shot. There was a statement, however. It doesn't entirely make sense to me. I'll read a little bit more from the article. So, uh... Authorities responded to um, or they responded to the elementary school from a report active shooter just before 10:30 a.m. When officers arrived, they found a man and a woman dead in a classroom, as well as two injured students. The gunman was among those who were down, according to the chief. No further threat. Now, the other student is in, is in stable condition. It says the motive for the shooting was not immediately known. The couple had only been married a few months and had been separated for a month or so. Well, I think that would be a clue, at least. Of course, not the whole story. Uh, Anderson has a criminal history, the shooter including domestic violence, weapons, and possible drug charges, according to the chief. It is not clear uh, what of those charges he was convicted of. And then it says the children were not the gunman target, the captain said. We believe the two children were unfortunate recipients of injuries by being in the proximity to the female at the time of the incident, so... Possibly information from eyewitnesses. I'm not sure where that comes from. You always got to wonder if somebody tried to to stop the situation, but they're younger students. Uh, possibly not. It didn't seem like the aides got injured. A tragic situation there. There's an article on the mirror. Trump orders military advisors to prepare plans to hit North Korea. Now, I've been talking about North Korea. Here and there, North Korea has always been making threats. Seems to be getting more headlines recently. Probably, you know, something to do with their increasing nuclear capabilities, though they're pretty far behind. Uh, it, it, no, no, it is, you know... 
noteworthy that they are ahead of South Korea, who isn't doesn't have nukes. They have the U.S. military, and I believe, um, and I could be wrong, so take this with a grain of salt. I believe that the fact that um, we are there, or part of the contract for us being there, is that they are to be limited in weapons capabilities, South Korea is anyway, following the Korean War. So I'll read a little bit from this article. President Trump has ordered his military advisors to be ready with a list of options to smash North Korea's nuclear threat. One of the advisors, Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster, confirmed his commander-in-chief was made the order, has made the order as a U.S. carrier strike group heads for the region. Now China was also in the news. I saw some headlines on George Report about troops. Of course I covered the Syria situation, the uh, intervention we Or the Tomahawk missiles from Trump, the Russian ship moving in. Article on Drudge China moves troop. Now, this is for North Korea. DailyMail.co.uk China deploys 150,000 troops to deal with possible North Korean refugees. Over fears Trump may strike Kim Jong un following missile attack on Syria. A couple of points here from the article. Trump's Syria strike Friday was widely interpreted as a warning to North Korea. China, which uh, was left shocked by the airstrikes, has deployed medical and backup units from the People's Liberation Army forces to the Yalu River. Troops have been dispatched to prepare for preemptive attacks by the U.S. The U.S. Navy has moved the USS Carl Vinson aircraft carrier strike group from Singapore to North Korea after the country conducted more missile testing. Trump has just delivered. Uh, uh, yeah, he just made a trip to China. I think it was widely being said that his talks with uh, modern, um, see, I, I shouldn't know how to say his name, uh, Xi Jinping, <laughs> uh, Chinese leader. Reading the article a little bit here. South Korea's unification minister, Hong Yong Pyo said Monday the repercussions of potential military response were worrying. Preemptive strikes may be aimed at resolving North Korea's nuclear problems, but for us it is also related to defending the safety of the public, he told reporters. I've been listening to a lot of the debates between conservatives. Obviously a lot of conservatives are pretty angry. They had different expectations of Trump not to intervene with other affairs unless they are a direct threat to us so 
Supporters of Trump are saying this is, is a strategic move to show flex muscle and all this other stuff, and others seeing the history of foreign intervention and the negative consequences of, and the reality of not being able to get what you wanted out of other nations, uh, including propping up regimes and expecting a society to behave or keep uh, a certain kind of government system. So interesting article on Infowars. Donald Trump is an international lawbreaker. So some Alex Jones has been, has been getting some criticism saying that he's not hard enough on Trump on this. Now I think I saw something about Infowars releasing kind of two articles one that was more sympathetic to Trump's decision to start foreign intervention based on uh, what many people see as a lack of evidence that this chemical attack was ordered by Assad or anybody in Assad's regime. Here's something interesting I just saw. Russia might have a response. I'm going to look in the news for that soon. But I wanted to read this article. Now this uh, article is an anonymous source saying that information is going to come to light. So with Infowars, um, a lot of people say, you know, they call it a conspiracy website and all this other thing. Well, hey, the fact is, they get some stuff wrong but they also get a lot of stuff right uh, almost to an eerie amount so I like reading it but uh, again it's one of those things you read it um, take it in and, and you know you have to see if things come to fruition so this article is titled Donald Trump is an international lawbreaker Donald Trump authorized an unjustified attack on a sovereign country. And it says this article is authored under a pseudonym by a high-level source. So Donald Trump's decision to launch cruise missile strikes into Syrian Air Force Base was based on a lie. In the coming days, the American people will learn the intelligence community, or that the intelligence community knew that Syria did not drop a military chemical weapon on innocent civilians in, I think it's Idlib. Here's what happened. So this source lines out what happened here. There's five points. I'm going to read all five. One, the Russians briefed the United States on the proposed target. This is a process that started more than two months ago. There is a dedicated phone line that is being used to coordinate and deconflict i.e. prevent U.S. and Russian air assets from shooting each other at the, uh, the upcoming operation. Number two, the United States was fully briefed on the fact that there was a target in Idlib that the Russians believes was a weapons explosives depot for Islamic rebels. Point three, the Syrian force hit the target with conventional weapons, all involved, inspected, or expected to see a massive secondary explosion. This did not happen. Instead, smoke, chemical smoke, 
began billowing, billowing from the site. It turns out that the Islamic rebels used that site to store chemicals, not sarin, that were deadly. The chemicals included organic phosphates and chlorine, and they were followed, or they followed the wind and killed civilians. Number four, there was a strong wind blowing that day, and the cloud was driven to a nearby village and caused casualties. And lastly, number five, uh, we know it was not Sarin. How? Very simple. The so-called first responders handled the victims without gloves. If this had been Sarin, they would have died. Sarin on the skin will kill you. This is how do I know? I went to I went through live agent training at. Fort McClellan in Alabama. So there they are um, laying out what happened. They're claiming that Trump knew what happened and it's going to come to light what happened. I, I guess, you know, we'll only see. I'll read more from the article here. And I don't, yeah, this is not, uh, yes, well, this is the same article by the the source with the pseudonym. I don't see the pseudonym's name. It just says Infowars.com. There are members of the U.S. military who were aware this strike would occur, and it was recorded. There's a film record. At least the Defense Intelligence Agency knows that, uh, that this was not a chemical weapon attack. In fact, Syrian medical, uh, military chemical weapons were destroyed with the help of Russia. This is Gulf of Tonkin 2. How ironic Donald Trump has correctly castigated George W. Bush for launching an unprovoked, unjustified attack in Iraq in 2003. Now we have President Donald Trump doing the same damn thing. Worse in fact, because the intelligence community had information showing that there was no chemical weapon launched by Syrian Air Force. Uh, and then it says, here's the good news. The Russians and Syrians were informed, or at least were aware, that the attack was coming. They were able to remove a large number of their assets. The base the United States hit was something of a backwater. Donald Trump gets to pretend that he's a tough guy. He is not. He's a fool. The attack is a violation of international law. Donald Trump authorized an unjustified attack on a sovereign country. What is even more disturbing is that the people, like a Secretary of Defense... James Mattis, CIA Director Mike Pompeo, and NSA Director General McMaster went along with this charade. Frontline troops know the truth. These facts will eventually come out. Donald Trump will most likely not finish his term as president. He will be impeached, I believe, once Congress is presented with irrefutable proof that he ignored and rejected intelligence that did not support the myth that Syria attacked with chemical weapons. Um, and then finally it says this should also alarm American taxpayers that we launch, launch $100 million of missiles to blow up sand and camel shit the Russians were aware that the strike was coming I'm hoping that they and the Syrians withdrew their forces and aircraft from the base whatever hope I had in Donald Trump would be a new kind of president that hope is extinguished and he goes on to say uh, he's a child and a moron. He committed an act of war without a justification. But the fault is not his alone. Those who sit atop NSC, DOD, CIA, Department of State should have resigned and protested. So pretty strong language there. 
uh, we, of course we don't know who this is writing this but was on the front of Infowars.com by the source who claims that there will be evidence coming out now like I said um, sometimes Infowars nails us sometimes they don't I remember seeing recently that some kind of evidence was supposed to come out for the Trump wiretapping. Well, I guess it did. It just didn't come out the same day. I think, um, what was it? They, they, they predicted something would come out like the next day, and I think it was a few days or a week after the whole uh, Susan Rice thing. Um, came out in the news and I'll probably maybe kill this topic the whole Syria thing I talked about it enough on the last episode a good debate between two people that were sympathetic to Trump I'll just put it lightly especially with Bill Mitchell but there's a debate between uh, Bill Mitchell and Stefan Molyneux on youtube.com and I almost got through it while I was getting some stuff done and preparing for the show I listened to most of it but it's a pretty good debate I think Bill Mitchell did another one with Paul Joseph Watson and I think Stefan Molyneux puts uh, Bill more to task when Bill is defending Trump and kind of glowing over this strategic move. Uh, Stefan Molyneux kind of reiterates the fact and, and brings up some good arguments, uh, some along the lines of history kind of uh, showing otherwise or proving otherwise that uh, regime change and, and things of that nature in the Middle East is uh, a losing uh, um a losing battle. Uh, lots of differences between regime changes in Germany and Japan, but completely different cultures. More advanced cultures, more um, cultures more prepared to, I guess, pick up and get going after a loss ones that have had generations in the industrial revolution kind of uh, environment <laughs> kind of weird words I'm picking here for describing that but I'm, I'm also uh, again talking as I'm reading here as I shouldn't be doing going off the cuff what else did I have I saw this article, speaking of Syria, titled, Circus Arts Help Syrian Children Make New Life. Thought it was kind of strange. I didn't read it yet, but an uh, article from the Associated Press. Laughter rings out, and there is an atmosphere of excitement and joyful chaos. Children are perched on stilts. Others spin plates. 
I have a little something popping up and I can't read the texture. Or happily perform aerial dances. Uh, this is not a big top circus in a major city, but a house of uh, a house in southeastern Turkey where Syrian refugee children learn circus tricks in an innovative program to help integrate into their foreign host country. Now what what are they trying to say about Turkey? They're a bunch of circus clowns. Um, the let's see, Hair Yerd Sanat Association. Turkish for Art Anywhere works with 120 young people aged 3 to 20 just north of the Syrian border at the house in Mardin province. There is a beautiful view over Mesopotamian plain to Syria, which 80 of these youngsters once called home. The other children are Turkish. So it's kind of a strange article. You're talking about teaching these kids circus trips, circus circus tricks to fit into a new country um I guess it sounds fun but maybe you should uh, teach them how to earn a living or integrate into the economy I don't think circus tricks will get that job done here's a strange article that I found today CourierJournal.com Courier-journal.com to be exact. Video shows man forcibly removed from United flight from Chicago to Louisville. Video posted on Facebook late Sunday evening shows a passenger at United Airlines flight from Chicago to Louisville being forcibly removed from the plane before takeoff at O'Hare International Airport. The video posted by Audra D. Bridges at 7.30 p.m. Sunday is taken from an aisle seat on a commercial plane that appears to be preparing to take flight. A 31-second clip, I'll play that in a second, by the way, shows three men wearing radio equipment and security jackets speaking to the man seated on the plane. After a few seconds, the man grabs the passenger who screams, and drags him by his arm towards the front of the plane. The video ends before any anything else is showing or shown. The United spokesperson confirmed in an email Sunday night that the passenger had been taken off the flight in Chicago. Flight 3411 from Chicago to Louisville was overbooked, the spokesperson said, after the team looked for volunteers. One customer refused to leave the aircraft voluntarily and the law enforcement was asked to come to the gate. We apologize for the overbooked situation for the details on the removed customer should be directed at authorities was their quote. There's a little bit more to the story, a little bit more details here. Bridges, a Louisville resident, gave her account of the flight Sunday night. Passengers were told at the gate that the flight was overbooked and united, offering $400 and a hotel stay, was looking for one volunteer to take another flight to Louisville at 3 p.m. Monday. Passengers were allowed to board the flight, Bridges said. Once the flight was filled, those on the plane were told that four people needed to give up their seat to stand by United employees that uh, needed to be in the Louisville on Monday for a flight 
Passengers were told the flight would not take off until the United crew had seats. Bridges said the offer was increased to $800, but nobody volunteered. She said a manager came on the plane and said uh, a computer would select four people to be taken off the flight. One couple was selected first and left the airplane. She said before the man in the video was confronted. I, a computer selected? I do, do you think that this plane company has a computer program that randomly selects passengers? Like they actually had a, they outsourced um, a software company or they hired somebody to program this? Maybe. If it's a, con a, a common thing, otherwise they, I could see them just saying that and all right, I'll just, let's just kick these people off. So the CEO released a statement too. <clears throat> this is an upsetting event to all of us here at United. I apologize for having to re-accommodate these customers. Our team is moving with the sense of urgency to work with authorities and conduct our own detailed review of what happened. Did I get into the part? No, I didn't. So here's here's the the details about the guy who got removed. Bridges said the man became very upset and said that he was a doctor who needed to see patients at a hospital in the morning. The manager told him that security would be called if he did not leave willingly. Bridges said, and the man said he was calling his lawyer. One security official came and spoke with him, and then another security officer. Uh, came in and he still refused and she said a third security uh, official came in on the plane threw the passenger up against the armrest before dragging him out of the plane the man was able to get back on the plane after initially being taken off his face was bloody and he seemed disoriented he ran, he ran to the back of the plane Petras, passengers were asked to get off the plane as a medical crew came to deal with the passenger she said passengers were then told to go back to the gate so the officials could tidy up the plane before taking off. Uh, and it was Bridges who gave the testimony here to the news. Everybody was shocked and appalled. There were several children on the plane that were very upset. Flight was delayed two hours. So a big ordeal there. Here I'm gonna play this video. I might have to put it in the two different browsers. Right Passenger refused to give up the seat. Overbooked. He had a flight, forcibly Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So yeah, they're... Guys, my god! What are you doing? Just pulling them off. No, this is wrong! Oh my god! Look at what you did to him! Oh my god! Can't the pilots drive to Lola? Uh, replaying a clip um, there's a new video that I guess came out new video apparently shows bloody United passenger returning to plane after being forcibly removed this is an article on Yahoo News they just read the title article by Christopher Wilson an additional video of United passenger forcibly removed from his flight emerged Monday, apparently showing the bloody passenger returning to the plane. So they show his face. The man reportedly said he was a doctor and needed to get back to see patients in the morning was forcibly removed. 
After United overbooked, blah, 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 blah. See if there's any new information here. They do have the video. It's posted by this person. It says, my husband was on that flight. Screw you, United. This is posted by a, a Kaylin Davis. I guess maybe this is the video her husband recorded that she tweeted or she found. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. Come on. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. Guy with a bloody mouth. Looks to be of Agent Origin wearing glasses. So I'm sure more will come out about him. I'm gonna be surprised if there's a lawsuit. There's a picture of some blood. So Congress will probably pass a law or something about airplanes, who knows? I'm going to do a live news search right now. I ran out of things that I needed to talk about. Again, we're live. If you'd like to call in 602-753-3005, 602-753-3005, just give a call in. If there's anything that you wanted to bring to attention, anything you wanted to talk about or ask, you'll be in good company. I wanted, I'd like to see if uh, this Russian response thing happened, Putin response. When I was on InfoWars, I saw something from uh, something about a, a live live response here. Maybe I'll play it. I don't know. I don't want to stream too many things at once here. My connection will cut out. I'm trying to do a live show. More stuff about North Korea threats. You know, when I first read that, saw the headline about China moving troops, I don't know if it was in defense of North Korea, but it, it really sounds like they think Trump is going to do something. Trump was in China, as I mentioned. I mean, who knows if he's going to try to assassinate uh, Kim Jong-un or, or whatever after all these threats. Here's, uh, oh yeah, here's a, a article on Yahoo News. Kane, White House doesn't have authorization to use military force in Yahoo View. I won't read it, but, but I, I did see him on um, one of those Sunday morning shows. I forgot which one, either NBC or Fox, I think. And, uh, yeah, he, 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 he didn't sound like Hillary Clinton, that's for sure. Now, as I mentioned before, Hillary Clinton also recommended attacking military bases and then reiterate she she reiterated her uh her approval for the no fly zone idea what did things she I think she criticized Obama for saying he was not aggressive enough Trump taking a different strategy but equally aggressive at least just going through some news here, see if there's anything breaking. Anything interesting. I never, I don't do a lot of, uh, I don't do a ton of science articles. Just looking at that now. 
I've done a, I think I've done a few. You know, one of the top news uh, articles in science is look up, don't miss this week's pink moon. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, look up and, and, it's, and find it, but there's not a whole lot to talk about. NASA puts Earth up for adoption. Okay. <laughs> Article on WTKR.com. NASA has sectioned off 64,000 individual pieces of Earth to be adopted by supporters on their website. NASA owns owns parts of Earth? I didn't know this. It's a part of their property, their building. You could buy like maybe a space in their parking lot. All sounds interesting. I'll shoot back to InfoWars in a second. I just want to check out a few different sites that I haven't checked in a while. See, here, here's some. Here's about that NASA thing. The pieces are about 55 miles wide and aligned randomly, similar to adopting a highway or naming a star. Whether you get the 55-mile section that contains Taj Mahal or the one that is square, what? They don't own Taj Mahal. Uh, I guess it's like a Pokemon Go thing. <clears throat> <laughs> You play in a real world map. And if you get yours, watch. Someone's gonna someone's gonna get this uh, area, this fifty-five section, fifty-five mile section uh, from NASA. Square miles? Is it square miles? I'm guessing. Someone's gonna be cleaning up in somebody's yard or something like that, and will get shot. NASA will get sued for giving away, adopting, or. <laughs> Yeah, giving away land that isn't theirs. <clears throat> That's what I take out of it without reading the article anyway. Hillary gets surprised scorching over misogyny claim. I'm just checking on WorldNet Daily right now. If I do WorldNet Daily, I have to go off Ethan Post too. That's the rule. You gotta diversify. It's like a World Net Daily exclusive. CNN's Jack Taper likely was just doing what CNN and other folks do on social media, highlight what's in the headlines, the subject. This time was Hillary Clinton and her forthcoming book project. But when he said that, when he said Hillary talks about her pending books or pending book and subjects therein, Comey, Putin, and misogyny, he touched a nerve. So here's what he writes. Hillary Clinton talks about her pending book. Something, something. Quote, as you might guess, I thought about it more than one. I don't get it. I don't care. Hillary Clinton is supposed to be out of the news. Here we go. Jail mug for love glove on Huffington Post. Top story. Alabama governor steps down. Over affair with top, with top eight, headline on Huffington Post uh, says nobody cares about the Alabama governor. He must be a Republican. So I don't think Huffington Post would front page a Democrat one. They put him on the side at least, though I, I would think. Let's see, charge Monday. Yeah, he's Republican. Robert Bentley resigned. 
Monday and pleaded guilty to two counts of violating campaign finance rules. Quote, I can no longer allow my family and dear friends and dedicated staff and cabinet to be subjected to consequences that my past actions have brought upon them. He said, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we've all, we've all, we've all uh, heard enough of fair stories. Now let's go to, uh, let's go to the Huffington Post comments and we'll see all the top comments saying typical Republican and, and then various names for Republicans. Let's see, top comment Huffington Post, Louis Cruz, that's family values for you, courtesy of a very conservative white male Republican. Well, how did I guess that? Would be the top comment on Huffington Post, and then underneath, true the hypocrisy is stunning. Blah 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 blah. Familiar storyline from other people. Here we go. I am shocked, shocked. I say to hear that a good Christian Republican would be caught doing something so disputable and illegal. Who would ever believe? So, and I did verify basically by myself that Huffington Post does. Heavily moderate comments. I saw some conservative comments that weren't even, uh, they weren't even crude. Uh, not as crude as many of the ones that make it top. Um, they do get removed. So, I've noticed that on at least a few articles. I've seen some Huffington Post articles that weren't headline articles, but were just kind of off to the side. Where I... They were not moderated, possibly. And then also, I've mentioned this before, but you also see a lot of people replying to comments that were deleted. And you can tell from the replies that uh, they were responding to somebody with conservative opinions. There's another one saying, Don't you love those red Christian states? Always with the puppet, always hammering about abortion, gay marriage, make America white again. And now he's caught with her pants down. So, Huffington Post readers, well, the Huffington Post readers who get their comments past the moderator are celebrating this uh, major defeat. It helps their confirmation bias that uh, all the world's problems are due to one political party and would be completely saved by the other. Comments that typically don't hold a certain politician with a certain party name to the same standards of another politician with another party name. And then of course more typical Huffington Post headlines featuring John Oliver and other celebrities. Saturday Night Live Huffy did post headlines. Saturday Night Live makes fun of conservative. Oh yeah. Take that, Republicans. You're just all about big business. Stop being so white and Christian and cheating on your wives. Like I knew you were going to do. If you hate abortion so much, how come you don't give free money from taxpayers to kids? Um... Anyway, what else? How about I end it? It's been a long day, and I don't even think I would make it live. 
but I'm satisfied with the news covered. Oh, you know what? I said I was going. I damn it, damn it. I said I was. I said I was gonna go back to Infowars, and I forgot. Damn it. Well, I, I would just end the show if I wanted to. I'm saying damn it because I forgot something. Uh, I want to see if this thing is live. I just want to just tune in for like a minute here. Watch now. No, it's not live. Live, live. That's what this thing says. I don't think it's actually live, is it? it might be a, a video that was live. I'm gonna play it. No, it's not. It's not live, live. Oh, it is live. No, it's not. So I keep getting confused here. It's just beginning like it's going to be live, but it's uh, it's two hours long. ...between Trump uh, and the Russian government. Okay. What are well, you I'm not, I can't get into a two-hour video, so what better time to stop than now? It, this has been Caldwell Madison Review, episode 54, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We are live Mondays and Thursdays. For the time being, at 8 o'clock Central Time. I don't want to say for the time being because uh, I might want to take a summer vacation. At least summer vacation from the live shows. Because I would like to go outside and enjoy sh uh, summer. Um, so, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can download the episodes, the better audio quality episodes on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caldwell Madison and iTunes and you can catch the live shows at the time I mentioned, uh, 8 o'clock central time Mondays, Thursdays on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caldwell Madison uh, and uh, again um, for the fourth time or now uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll hope to catch you next time